understanding of your eyes would be enlightened. Welcome, welcome, y'all. I'm just so excited to welcome you to the Root Work Podcast with Tiffany Malone. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am to be here, to be sitting here, for you to be sitting there, for us to be sharing this space, to be in this moment, because this is something that um, I have been wanting to do for a while that has been It's been tugging at me um, to do, and so I'm glad to be here doing it, speaking to you, sharing with you, hopefully um, getting a blessing from God through me to you um, as we share this space. So I'm very excited. For those of you you who don't know, I'm Tiffany Malone. If you don't know me, um, I'll tell you a little bit about me and a little bit about um, what this is all about and why this is so important, but I'm just a Southern girl, right? I'm just a girl who lives in Alabama, grew up in the South, and um, that's that's where I've always been, right? And so I am married. I've been married for 23 years to um, the love of my life, that one of the best decisions I ever made was 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 marrying my husband Jerome, and so we have two two kids, two children. People say you shouldn't call kids kids, but I'm from the South, and that's what we do. So we got two kids, right? Um, Janaya, we're affectionately known as PD and Junie, um, Jerome Jr., and they're 21, 22. My daughter just turned 22. She's she's growing up. I'm not getting old, that's for sure. She's growing up, so you know she just turned 22. A few weeks ago, no, a little more than a week ago, and my son um, is 17, and so uh, we have a blast. Um, the the four of us, we are tremendously blessed to be able to do life together, and also um, ministry and just traveling along the journey. Um, I love them them dearly, and you will likely see them throughout the pro- the process of of this podcast if you stick with me, which I hope you do. So a little bit about me, Um, y'all, I have um, been in some form of ministry probably since I've been in church, I'm sure since the day I discovered America (laughs) because my my father's a minister, Um, my family uh, has always been very involved in ministry and church and um, I'm married into a family that's big in ministry. And so that's always, that's been a big part of my life as well. Um, I have had a, a history of, of music ministry and youth ministry. And now my husband is a church planter. And so I have also recently written a book that I'm super excited about that is my um, one of my contributions, um, hopefully in ministry to the public at large. That book is like super um, important. It's it's to me because it is a, a really deep message. I, I think that God gave me to share with the world. And so the book is called the it's called Surrender: The Unlikely Path to Purpose. Um, and the book really is um, 
it's a, I call it a manifesto on healing, transformation, and purpose. And it's really sort of tied to the title of the podcast, so to speak, the root work, because a lot of what we're working out, what we're flushing out through life happens through process. It happens along the journey. Um, And for me, I'll be honest with you, one of the areas that I really struggled with um, all my life and in my walk with God was really connecting what does all this church stuff have to do with my real actual life and my real issues and my real day to day. And, you know, we can connect it sometimes um, as far as the things of church go, but sometimes there are those places like deep within our lives and just deep in our habits and in our identity even that it's not always intuitive how it always connects. And it, it's been in the last few years, I have, I'm not ashamed to say it, it's been in the last few years of my life that God has met me at the place and connected the dots. And it's been huge for me because it changes, changes everything. And so that's kind of the heart of this podcast. It's happened along the way. It's happened along the route and it doesn't happen in a day. Sometimes we get so focused on the destination that we don't realize the work that he's doing along the route. So that's what the root work really is about. It's about positioning ourselves and positioning our hearts and recognizing what's happening along the route every day, every decision, every second, your daily decisions. And so that's what I hope to really be able to kind of share with you. Um, So that's just a little about me. I mean, by day, um, my history, career work has been, I spent a lot of years in the corporate world, um, people leadership, human resources leadership, consulting, and coaching leaders. And so now I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own business, Bright Eye Coaching and Consulting, where we do business consulting, we do executive coaching, and also personal coaching. So um, that's a little bit about me um, and kind of how I got here and what you can Um, what you're getting when you get me. Um, The big thing you're getting when you get me is somebody who um, loves Jesus. I love Jesus. And um, I've always been in church. I've always been in ministry, but I can't always say I love Jesus. Um, But I can tell you he has met me in some deep, dark places and I um, am thankful, thankful for the meeting, thankful for the turnaround, thankful for grace, which hasn't always looked like what you might think grace looks like. But he has loved me and we have walked through some dark seasons. And in those, I have met him intimately and known him and he has known me in very deep ways. And so I'm unapologetic about loving him. I'm unapologetic about the understanding I have now that his every word is truth and for my good, for my good. And so I share that because that's what that's what I've learned about him. And so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty passionate about Jesus. And so. You know, that's a little bit about the, the, the what makes me me, what you get, what you get when you're looking at me. Um, 
And it's interesting because, you know, I, I said a minute ago, some of what I have come to flesh out um, over the course of my life has been what all that has to do with my day to day life. And I think, you know, that is kind of a little bit about what I want to talk to you about today, because in recent years, um, as my kids grow up, as as we walk through life, I think there is on some level the desire for all of us. I don't think it's just generational. I think it's within us. I think there is the desire for authenticity, right? For to, to see the, the reality, the realness of a thing. Um, you, we hear a lot about this, especially with the um, you know newer generations that are coming into adulthood as if it's a generational thing. Um, and I think in some ways it is, but I think there's something in all of us that wants to see the realness of a thing. And in the, the, the recent years, that's become almost like a buzzword, right? Authenticity or authentic self and, and, and those things which are good and amazing and which are powerful when they are really seen and shown, especially in the light of truth, especially in the light of what God can do with you. Um, but in the context of some of those things, coupled with the the coupled with that is transparency and all of that. I have um, noticed uh, uh, some things that are not so good about that. And one thing that I've noticed in all the greatness that being your authentic self brings and all the glory that God gets from from people seeing the you that he created you to be is that for some of us, sometimes along the way, in our effort to um, be authentic, in our effort to share, in our effort to be transparent, we aren't always aware that we can take on the identity of our trauma. Trauma is also one of those words because as you're learning to be authentic and as you're sharing and being, you know, having transparency, you really do have to address that some sometimes for a lot of us, some very real things happen to us. And so you hear the word trauma a lot in, in, in everyday life. But for some of us, the concern I have is that we get stuck in the story of our trauma. Right. It's like our trauma has become our identity. And that's a problem because I believe that what God wants to do in us, our trauma is just a piece of the larger story. And I don't even think some of us are aware that we have idolized the things we've been through and that they have become the entire lens through which we see the world. Some of us, I think, don't even know who we would be if it weren't for the trauma that we have allowed to shape and form and mold our identities. And so there's a danger in that. And it's interesting because there's, 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 there's a, 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 there's a story in scripture in John chapter five, where I think this, this story will be able to, to kind of help us deal with this and help us move past this a little bit. Um, Y'all are going, going to learn as you stick with me on this podcast, baby, I love the word. I, I love the word. And so I am, uh, every time I go to it, 
I'm amazed at what's in there that I've read several times that's new to me every time that I can pull out. Um, but when I go to John chapter five, it's the story we've heard. If you've been in church or maybe if you haven't been in church, I want to encourage you to go to John chapter five and read it. But the story is about the man at the pool of Bethesda. And so there's this porch uh, uh, at this pool of Bethesda. And the story goes that every so often at this place where there are several porches, there are all these sick and lame people that gather in this place under these porches near this pool. Right. And so why do these people gather here? Well, there is a there is a story or a belief that at this particular pool, an angel from time to time comes down to the pool and troubles the water. Right. And when the angel troubles the water, so the story goes, whoever steps in the water first will be healed of whatever their malady is, right? Whatever their sickness, whatever the disease is, they're, they're going to be healed if you're the first one to step into the pool after the angel troubles the water. Well, so one day Jesus is walking through this area and he comes to this, this area where all these sick and lame, and he walks up to a man that's been there for 38 years. Y'all, 38 years is a long time. That's older than a lot of people I know. That's a lifetime. Do you know what happens to a person likely who has been lame, is unable to walk for 38 years? Over the course of 38 years, you start to see life a certain way, probably through the lens of your trauma, through the lens of your disease, through the lens of what's wrong with you, right? If you're going to eat, somebody's going to have to help you. They're going to have to bring you some food. If you're going to move around, somebody's going to have to help carry you, right? If you're going to go anywhere, if you even get the opportunity to go, which you very well may not because of your trauma, somebody's going to have to drop what they're doing and take you everywhere you need to go. Your entire life, your entire life is defined and seen through the lens of what happened to you, through the lens of your shortcoming, through the lens of your trauma, through the lens of what doesn't allow you to walk on your own. And that's 38 years. 38 years. And so it's interesting. Jesus sees this man. And because he's Jesus, he knows. He knows his story, right? He knows his story. And so he sees this man and he asks him a question. A question that when you first read it or when you first hear it, you think, well, duh, that goes without saying. But I'm, I'm not so sure it does, especially when you see how the conversation goes. He asks him the question. The New Living Translation says, do you want or would you like to get well? <laughs> would you like to get well? The, the, the King James Version says, "Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be healed? In other words, do you want to be healed? 
Do you, man that has been lame for 38 years, who's been here at these five porches by the pool of Bethesda, do you wanna, do you wanna get healed? And do you know what the man answers Jesus? Do you know what he answers him? The New Living Translation version of the Bible, after Jesus says, would you like to get well? The man answers and says, I can't, sir. <laughs> and I, I remember when I read this and then, and then just took my time and went back and read it, I thought, duh, of course you can't. If you could, you would have by now, right? But that aside, that really isn't an answer to the question Jesus asked. <laughs> the question was, would you like to get well? And, and, and I don't know about you, but that generally, if you were to answer the question asked, has a yes or a no, or should at least begin with a yes or a no. He's asking him, would you like to get well? The man answers, I can't, sir. He then goes on to say, I can't. I can't get well because I don't have anyone to put me in the pool. When the angel comes to trouble the water, somebody else always gets there before me. Now, now y'all, this is deep because the man is talking to, the lame man is talking to the great physician who asks him a question, would you like to get well? But sometimes we're so stuck in our story that the only way we can conceptualize things is the way we've always seen it. And instead of answering the question that's asked to him, he begins to list the reasons why he can't. And I wonder how much of that has to do with how long he had been laying. Because sometimes when you've been in a condition for like a long, 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 long time, when you've been, when you've had this, this, this family situation that just won't fix itself and it's been broken for a long, long, long time. Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving and broken Christmas after Christmas and, and argument after argument is just not getting better, right? You have this, this child that just won't listen to you month after month and year after year, right? You have this financial thing that just doesn't seem like it's going to clear itself up for just a long, long, long time. You've got this thing that happened to you a long time ago. And no matter how it seems like you try to move, it just won't let you go. It just keeps on trying to pull you back. Sometimes you know all the whys, or at least you think you do. And if somebody were to ask you just a really pointed, straight, direct question like, do you want to get well? We're so used to living in the effects of what happened that we just begin to just, before we think about it, list off all the reasons why it's broken. 
and we don't even hear what's being offered to us. I can imagine Jesus said to himself, I didn't ask you all of that. I didn't ask you, why can't you get into the pool? I asked you, did you want to get well? And I just wonder, I just wonder, right? I just wonder if sometimes in all of our understanding of what happened to us in our trauma, if it's a little bit easier for us to be stuck in that story than it is for us to accept the healing that's being offered to us to get well. Sometimes it's easier to keep identifying ourselves by what we went through than to take the hand of the great physician. Because at the end of this exchange, Jesus doesn't really acknowledge the pool. He says, tell you what, get up, pick up your mat and walk. What he essentially says is, sir, you can skip the pool. You know, scholars have said, and I, I don't know what's what's yay or nay, but some scholars have said the whole idea of the pool was a myth anyway. Right? This man is literally betting on a myth. And some of us, the way we think we're going to come out of what we've been through ain't even true. It ain't going to happen. It ain't real. You've tried it for 38 years and it ain't never worked. And the reality is you need an encounter with Jesus because an encounter with Jesus is an encounter with healing itself. Jesus is the healer. You're talking to healing. And this man is telling him, no, 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 I can't because this is how I need to be healed. I, do you want to be well? Asked Jesus, the great physician and the creator of the world. I can't, sir, replies the lame man, <laughs> because this way, this pool, this is the way I know. I know how I need to be healed. I've been invested in this for 38 years. I've been here. All, I don't need I don't need what you're offering. I need somebody to take me to the pool. Family. Skip the pool. Healing itself is talking to you. The bread of life is speaking. And let me tell you something. When Jesus speaks to you, the field of all possibilities opens up to you. You may only think the, the way you can be healed is through the pool. But when the creator of the universe speaks to you, all possibilities open up. That lame man had no idea the capability existed for someone to say, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And the day he met Jesus, a possibility other than the pool is what manifested to heal him. And I want to tell you that if you will just humble yourself, if we will become like little children, if we will hear Jesus that way, we can skip 
all our stuff, all our stuff that's not even real and doesn't even have any power. And we can grab the healing that's being made available to us. And I wonder why we don't do that. I wonder if we know maybe what the lame man knew. Or maybe he had an idea of. Sometimes when you have to get up, you're going to have to confront. After I'm healed, I have to face life. Not on the terms of a lame man anymore. I have to face life on the terms of a healed man. Oh, y'all, y'all. Sometimes that's why we get stuck in our stories. And I don't know, nobody wants to say this. Nobody wants to, wants, to, wants to think this is them. But sometimes that trauma serves you, right? Because as long as I can be defined by that, there's only so much you expect out of me. See, when I'm laying, what, I, I might not have caused it, but, but because I can't help it, you have to bring me food and I might not be able to help it, but I can't get myself from here to there. So people have to take me and I have to be dependent and I have to wait on somebody else to get me all the things I need. But Jesus says, he doesn't just say, get up. He says, pick up your mat. He says, pick up the stuff that you've been laying on. He says, it's time for you to carry the thing that's been carrying you. See, with healing, family is going to come responsibility. <laughs> and when you start facing life on the terms of your new self that is healed, you can't do the old stuff. So really what Jesus is offering you is not just healing for your trauma. He's offering you a transformation. Romans chapter 12 says you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what I know and what you know about that man who was healed, that got up, that picked up his mat and walked, is that the day he began to walk didn't look like the days before. People can't carry you places when your own legs work. Because when you are healed, you, you face life on different terms. It's time for the lame man to start helping other lame people now. It's time for him to step into the responsibility of what it means to be healed and to get up his mat and walk and to start living at another level. And I want to tell you, if I'm talking to you and if you've recognized that maybe I'm stuck in my story, right? Maybe I'm stuck at the trauma. Maybe I haven't stepped over into healing because I'm too proud to admit that if I just let Jesus do it, I could skip the pool. Maybe I'm stuck in it because it in some way serves me and people don't expect me to have to rise up into what God is calling me to be if I'm healed. Right. If that's you, I want to tell you that what God wants to make you when you submit yourself to him and let him heal you. It's what he had in mind for you from the foundations of the world. You don't want to settle for the un.
healed you. The only person that has a vested interest in seeing you continue to live like that is the enemy. Baby, God has got so much more for you if you would let him finish the work he started in you. So let me talk real to you. Let me talk real, real to you. The word, the truth is coming to you. It's coming to you. It's, it's, it's at your door right now. And it's as real and as relevant as your next decision. You hear me? It says you are as changed as the next thing you decide to do. And what I want to leave you with, I want to tell you to skip the pool. I want to tell you healing has been offered to you and his name is Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you to humble yourself. Consider you might not know what it looks like. Take the hand of the one who's asking. Open yourself up to the field of all possibilities that exists when we let Jesus drive. And I want you to be amazed by what God wants to do in your life. Is it going to be easy? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. Will you be given the strength to do the things you need to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the word for you. That's the word for you. That's what I want to leave with you. Skip the poll.